Brandon Godcast on this June 18th, 2019. A very exciting day. Today is uh, a day that our president, President Donald Trump, uh, went on the stage at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, in front of about 20,000 supporters. And again, there was probably about that many outside as well on the jumbo screen watching. People have been camping out at the Amway Center over the past 24 hours, actually since Monday night. Uh, and the, there's actually been some weather down there in Orlando as well. So, you know, rain, sleet, snow, or hail. Uh, obviously, there's not snow and hail in Florida, but there has been some weather. Like I said, people have been camped out, and uh, they were not one bit uh, fatigued when the president took to the stage, and they immediately chanted USA, and, you know, he, he talked about, uh, you know, all that he's been able to accomplish in these two and a half years. Uh, Melania Trump was there, Vice President Pence and his wife Karen, uh, President Trump's sons took the stage as well, and uh, a lot of people in the Make America Great Again movement uh, attended. Uh, I've been watching all over the Twitter sphere, all over you know Facebook, uh, many people that I know personally that were actually at the event. But uh, you know, just amazing to see this movement continue. Um, you know, there's there's so much negative that we hear on you know what President Trump refers to as the fake news media. Uh, but when you see these events and you see 20,000 people in it, I mean, I've never in my lifetime seen this where a president of the United States can fill up a stadium. I mean, these are more people than than some of the biggest stars uh, can fill up. I mean, let, let's just say like if there was a big Kanye West concert or, you know, somebody of that caliber or magnitude, you know, I mean, uh, in, in, in Hollywood – Sometimes they have a hard time filling a venue like this. I mean, this is a large, large stadium venue. And yet the President of the United States is able to fill it and not only fill it, but probably double it. I mean, he could probably have filled a double the size of the Amway Center, a 40,000 seat uh, facility tonight because there were so many people outside and so many people that didn't even go because they knew it would just be a madhouse. I, I have friends in Florida and they just said, you know what, we we would have loved to have attended, but we knew it was going to be a madhouse. And that's what happened when it was in Orange County, by the way, friends. When, when President Trump did come out to Orange County during the 2016 election, you know, people think in California there's not a lot of people that would come out, but sure enough, there was a lot of people that came out. In fact, uh, you know, again, massive crowds outside that could not get into uh, the facility down there in Orange County that he, he held his event at. So, you know, we're continuing to see this, and I know that people have been talking about the polls, and I know, you know, we kind of covered that a little bit yesterday on the show, but, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about the polls. A lot of people are saying, you know, Joe Biden is beating President Trump. Some are saying by double digits. But again, when we see these type of events, like tonight at the Amway Center in Orlando, it's really hard to believe that those polls could even be close to being correct, because I've yet to see anybody on the Democrat side that can that can fill a, a stadium like that. I've never seen anybody that can fill a stadium like this in my life as a president. I don't even know if Ronald Reagan could have done it, honestly. And, and don't get mad at me. I mean, I'm sure he probably maybe could have, but... The truth is, is this is we're, we're witnessing history, friends, and I think we're witnessing this because there's a lot of people out there that are tired, that are fed up, that want to see change in our nation. They were extremely unhappy with the way that things were going in our country. They were unhappy with the fact that jobs and manufacturing and, you know, all these different, uh, you know, American uh, companies were outsourcing, you know, to 
you know, China and to, you know, places all around the world other than the United States, Mexico. I mean, look at all these car companies that are that built plants in Mexico. Um, and they did this to get around the unions. They did this to get around, you know, minimum wage here in the United States. And so they can get much cheaper labor in places like China. And, and you know, the, the manipulation of the Chinese yuan and, you know, what China does with their currency manipulation and just all the factors, the slave labor. I mean, it's so interesting to me because, you know, the Democrats uh, act as if they are, you know, caring of people. Um, you know, oftentimes when we talk about the border, they're like, how could you not let these people that are seeking asylum, you know, into our nation, even though when you actually go down on the border, many of those people are not legitimately seeking asylum. Uh, many of them are, you know, doing nefarious things to try to get to our country. And we talk about that sometimes. But the bottom line here is 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 that if you think about it, if Democrats really cared about people, why don't they care about the slave labor that's happening in China? We don't. No one talks about that. Why doesn't anybody do a video on that or do you know an expose on that to show what these Chinese labor camps? Could you imagine if the if the news media actually went over there? I know I don't think China would allow that, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why we don't see that. But I also think that there's a cooperation with the six major corporations that run 95% of the media that don't want us to see what's going on in China. I mean, do you think Apple really wants to show you what's going on in China? Do you think other companies, U.S. companies that have factories and, and, and you know outsource to China, to Indonesia, to some of these other countries, do you think they want to show you what these facilities, what these slave labor camps, you know, what's actually going on there? Because I think it would be very eye-opening to many people. And, you know, I look, that's an idea, uh, Republicans, as you run, you know, if you want to show that, because I think that would be very eye-opening. I know uh, some of my friends that are running for Congress out here in California, you know, they're doing exposés on the homeless crisis. And it's a crisis of epic proportions. Uh, here in Los Angeles County, uh, they're talking about 56,000 people that are living on the streets. I mean, it's an epidemic and there's, you know, medieval diseases that are popping up in these encampments. Uh, four LAPD officers have contracted uh, typhus, I mean, an outbreak in Los Angeles. Unbelievable. Some of the things that we're seeing out here. So I think people are getting fed up and they are fed up about the jobs and the, and the, and the wa wages that have been stagnant. You know, we haven't seen wage growth really, in, in, you know, to, to be compatible with the, you know, inflation. Um, and so a lot of people are, are sick, they're tired, and they say, you know what, we wanted to change. And that's why businessman, billionaire Donald Trump was elected president. And I don't see this movement going away. I know there's a lot of negativity in the, in the mainstream media. I know if you watch the media, you'll think it's just, you know, Trump is doomed and, he, you know, Biden is going to be our next president. And, you know, you can get really disheartened if you if you listen, even Fox News, I hate to tell you, but uh, some of the guys like Chris Wallace and Shepard Smith and, you know, some of the people on Fox, I mean, they, even Shannon Bream sometimes, I mean, they say things and I, you know, I say, that's not true. That's not true what they're saying. Brett Baer the other day even reported on some fake news. He said that President Trump spent 30 hours with uh, George Stephanopoulos, you know, which he did not spend 30 hours with him. So, you know, there's a lot of fake reporting, false reporting, exaggerating, uh, disheartening of the American, you know, people uh, by the mainstream media. I think that's why the mainstream media, uh, you know, when, when you ask the public uh, opinion on, on their approval of the mainstream media, it's pretty low. It's probably lower or about the same as Congress. And by the way, Congress has a horrible approval rating. 
And uh, that's because they don't get anything done. They can't ever do anything bipartisan. That's why it's amazing that the president has actually been able to do criminal justice reform, uh, some you know changes to the VA. I mean, there's actually been some very successful things that President Trump's been able to accomplish in his two and a half years, despite the onslaught of attack from you know the mainstream media, from the deep state, uh, from all the establishment people that have you know lined their pockets. Uh, why do you think people don't want uh, you know us to, to pull away from China? Why do you think people are out there screaming so loud about what President Trump's trying to do in in you know fixing the unbalanced trade that we have with China, fixing the federal trade deficit that we have with China? You know why are these people so upset? Well, because a lot of these people have interests. Uh, I remember that Congressman Amash. I mean, you know, we found out his company does a lot of business with China. So, you know, he was the guy that is on the Republican side that came out and said that he would like to see uh, President Trump impeached. Well, it turns out he has major business uh, connections and, you know, business that he does in China. And he's upset with what the president is trying to do in making America great again because he's been lining his own pockets. And so uh, you know, this is what we're seeing, friends. And it's not just Democrats because people think, oh, well, you're, you're, you're just a staunch Republican. Not true. I get very annoyed with some of the things that the Republican Party does as well. I was very annoyed with Paul Ryan. I was very annoyed with uh, Mitt Romney, uh, you know, John McCain, uh, some of these guys that have been never Trumpers that have been out there trying to stop. Look, we just want to see our Constitution Enforce. We want to see, you know, religious liberties and freedoms, uh, you know, people able to operate freely uh, here in the United States without being persecuted, censored. Um, you know, we want our First Amendment rights. We want our Second Amendment right protected. Um, and we want to see our nation prosper. And that means bringing back jobs, bringing back manufacturing and, you know, positioning us on the world stage to have fair trade deals, to have, uh, you know, not deals like the TPP. That was a total disaster. You know, thank God President Trump pulled us out of the TPP because we were about to enter into a horrible trade deal. What about the Iran deal? I mean, that's an awful deal. And why do we put billions of dollars in the hands of the Iranian regime who shouts death to America? I think Americans were fed up with that. I think they were fed up when they saw the American sailors on their knees. I mean, can you imagine if that would have happened under any other president? And for some reason, President Barack Obama got a pass. And that's because the mainstream corporate media gave him that pass. I really believe that. And so, you know, if that would have been President Trump, could you imagine having our sailors, you know, because that's what happened with Iran under President Obama, our sailors looking like totally defeated on their knees. I mean, that was... I mean, pull up that story. Just Google it and pull up that story. I'm sure Google's probably suppressed the, uh, the search results on that. But can you believe that happened? I mean, we should be outraged by some of these things. I always, you know, as a parent, I get outraged by some of the progressive laws that they're trying to push. And I think that's going to segue into our next story here tonight, you know. So anyway, just while I uh, kind of button the... The rest of this uh, talk about President Trump, and just kind of finish this real quick. I think it was a great rally. I think that he uh, really, you know, made a great case for him being reelected. I think that momentum, the wind is at his back right now. Um, the American people are excited to see the jobs coming back, to see the economy flourishing the way it is. 
Um, you know, it, it may not have hit your pockets yet, but you know, we're starting, I, I work in the corporate world. I'm seeing companies hiring. I'm seeing, you know, uh, a lot of things that I haven't seen in a while because it was a very stagnant recovery under Barack Obama from the 2008 crash that we had, the 2008 uh, Great Recession, and it really never recovered to the way it should have. It was an anemic recovery. During that eight years of President Obama, he doubled the national debt which is almost unfathomable. If you think about it, every U.S. president before him equaled the exact same amount that President Obama doubled in his eight years in office. And no one talks about that. Why aren't people talking about that? Uh, president Trump also mentioned today during the rally that, um, you know, President Obama, when he met with uh, Med Medvedev, which is, uh, you know, he works for Vladimir Putin, and uh, he said, you know, I'm going to have a little more flexibility tell Vladimir after the election. He was caught on an open mic. And I don't know if you ever heard that, but if you haven't, Google it, you know, or put it on YouTube and put open mic Obama about Russia. Talk about Russian collusion. I mean, why doesn't anybody talk about that? Why don't people talk about Uranium One, you know, and the 20% U.S. Uranium that was sold to Russia uh, that was, you know, put together by people like Hillary Clinton. So there's some serious things. And I do believe that we're going to get to see the bottom of some of these things and see justice, uh, in, especially in the next four years. I, I think the American people deserve that. I think that everybody wants to see that. If you go to any Trump rally anywhere, you hear the chant, lock her up. People are tired of the Clintons and their corruption you know, for so many years. And they want to see America restored. They want to see America uh, positioned to be successful. And that's what people want to see. So I think that, you know, it was a good rally. And uh, I think it's a great start to, you know, his kickoff for the 2020 election cycle. And now we have about 500 days or so uh, to, you know, election day 2020. And we're going to, you know, this is what we're going to hear now, guys, for the next year and a half or so. Uh, we're going to hear a lot of talk about the election as we see Democrats scurrying to try to find their candidate that they think can beat Donald Trump. And I hope, I really do hope that they, they pick Joe Biden, because I think Joe Biden is doesn't stand a chance, to be honest with you guys. I know that the media is propping him up as like some great hero who's going to push Obama's legacy, and it's like four more years of Obama or whatever, but I'm telling you guys, I don't think that's the case. I think he's a very weak candidate. I think he's like a Dukakis, if you guys remember Dukakis. I don't think he, you know, he's like a Romney. I mean, he's just not somebody that is going to resonate with the public. His message doesn't resonate. People don't want to see Biden in there. They, they, what are you talking about? They watch this guy groping little girls. I mean, you know, they, 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 the guy stumbles. He's got gaffes left and right. He can't, you know, speak well. I, I don't think that he is, uh, at least Obama was a great speaker. You got to give him that, right? President Obama was an eloquent speaker. Joe Biden is not. Uh, Joe Biden has a lot of skeletons in his closet. And again, I think he'd be the perfect candidate to run against Donald Trump because I think it'll be a Trump landslide, like a Dukakis, like I said. Uh, so let's see what happens. But um, that was the rally today and, uh, you know, just an amazing rally. I would I highly encourage you to watch the rally that happened in Orlando at the Amway Center. It's on uh, YouTube. You can find it. Uh, a lot of the news stations are playing it again and again and again tonight. But just a great, uh, really a great rally. And the crowd was extremely, um, I mean, they were on fire, guys. They were they were excited and motivated. And, I mean, you would have think you were at, like, the World Series or something. I mean, it was the people were on fire and excited. And I think that's an energized Trump base. And I think it's a, a lot of people that are even independents are seeing what the president's been able to accomplish. And they're also seeing this amazing 
uh, you know, trying to trying to take down I mean, the Democrats, trying to take down a duly elected president, and trying to um, you know impose this uh, just this crazy treasonous situation with the Mueller, you know, uh, Russia collusion hoax. Uh, people are tired of it. They want to see lawmakers do what they're supposed to do, what we elect them to do, to go in there and to fix problems, to come up with solutions, and really to do their job. And we haven't seen that. We've seen gridlock in Congress, and we've seen uh, a Democrat party that is really just actively against President Trump. And I think it's, it's, it's discouraging, but at the same time, I think it's going to guarantee Trump wins 2020. So it's going to be a rocky road. Uh, we got to keep praying for the president. And let's just believe that God will do something like he did in 2016 and give us four more years of President Trump. And then it's up to us because, you know, I can talk about all this stuff and politics and everything on the podcast. But at the end of the day, the church in America is meant to be the one that's leading. The church in America is meant to be the one that is the head, not the tail. We're, we're meant to, you know, position ourselves in a way that the, the, the country follows the church. You know, and and that we are the voice for morality, uh, that we preach the full gospel. Uh, you know, we're bold and unafraid. That we tell people how to get saved, set free, delivered, and healed. That's the the truth of the matter. That's what the church needs to be doing. We need to speak to, uh, you know, all these ridiculous things like the thirty six genders or however many genders they're now saying. Is it forty six? I don't even know anymore. You know, I actually pulled that list up yesterday and I read about half of those names I've never even heard before. Apparently, they're genders. But it's ridiculous. We know there's an X and a Y chromosome. I talk about it all the time. Uh, two genders, that's it. And let, let, let's talk about this California law that they're trying to force down our, our throats here in California. Um, this is where we record the show. We're based out of California here at the Remnant Godcast. And, uh, you know, we're actively fighting here in California. Um, you know, a lot of people told us, hey, you should get out of there, you know, and we thought about it, trust me. But we're here holding a beachhead, you know, and trying to push back against the communist California regime that's really in effect here with uh, Governor Newsom. Uh, so the Cal- California Assemblyman Evan Lowe and three dozen other lawmakers, they're pushing a resolution in the State Assembly Judiciary Committee that's aimed at telling religious leaders in California what they should preach from their pulpits. This is scary, friends. Um, this is really, I mean, I should have started this show off with this today because this is a 911. And by the way, this is 6 18 2019 uh, that this news is coming out. This isn't like old news. People are, you know, emailing me today and they're asking me, Todd, is this old news? No, this is brand new news that the California Assembly, Assemblyman Evan Lowe and three dozen other lawmakers are pushing a resolution in the State Assembly Judiciary Committee that's aimed at telling religious leaders in California what they should preach from their pulpits. Now, the California Family Council is reporting that the Assembly Concurrent uh, concurrent Resolution 99, they're calling it ACR 99, it calls on counselors and pastors, religious workers and educators, um, any institution with great moral influence to stop perpetuating the idea that something is wrong with the LGBT uh, community or sexual behavior. The ACR 99 also condemns attempts to change unwanted same-sex attraction or gender confusion as unethical, as harmful, and leading to high rates of suicide. Now, two formerly gay individuals, uh, Pastor Ken Williams and Elizabeth Woning, they're arguing against the resolution. They're calling it discriminatory, uh, against people like themselves who overcame the suicidal thoughts by following their faith away from the LGBT community uh, and you know their 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 fake identity that they had uh, and they got delivered 
And they now lead a ministry called Equipped to Love that helps others like them to find health and wholeness. So they say, this is a quote from Woning, uh, for us, walking out our faith with biblical conviction means life and hope. Our faith has saved us from suicide and given us freedom to live uh, with clear consequences. That's what Woning said. Um, she also added that we too would like to be acknowledged and affirmed instead of activists that attack our efforts to care for like-minded friends by promoting dangerous counseling restrictions and stifling our free speech. And she's absolutely right. Now, Williams feels the same way. For years, he says, I believed that uh, even God hated me because of my behavior. Uh, but in the early, you know, in his early 20s, he encountered God who loved him despite his sins and temptations. And today he says he loves life. He's been married to a beautiful wife for 13 years and uh, they've created four incredible children together. And he's saying to someone like me, California Assemblyman Evan Lowe's proposal revolution, uh, I'll call it a revolution, it's a resolution, AC99, it feels like an unfair and direct attack. And he's absolutely right. Now, despite Lowe's claim that this resolution has support from some California religious leaders, uh, most pastors, in fact, hopefully all pastors and religious leaders with traditional view on gender and sexuality are publicly opposing ACR99. Now, I'm just going to say this, guys. This is insanity. And when, when, when there's something that's insanity, we just need to call a spade a spade. Could you imagine somebody telling me I can't do this podcast and somebody telling me I can't talk about these things on the podcast? Because that's where we're headed here. And when I say that we need to protect religious liberties and freedoms, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Now, as a pastor that preaches at the pulpit and, and preaches the full Bible and preaches the full gospel, what do you think I think about this? When I hear that the state of California could try to shut us down. And by the way, I don't tell everybody all the battles that we deal with because we have uh, situations where the state comes against us. I've already been there. So we've been in this fight, guys. This is a fight. It is a war. It is a battle. If you're not on the front lines, maybe you don't understand the full intensity of the battle that we're in. I often say it's a battle against you know strongholds and principalities. We know that this is not a flesh and blood battle. But at the same time, this is real. This is happening. And for us not to understand that, we need to understand it. We need to understand the battle that we're in because it's a real battle and it's happening right now. And it in fact dictates to pastors that they cannot teach that homosexuality is a sin, nor can they, nor can they encourage homosexuality attractive people who hold a traditional biblical view to live in accordance with their own faith. Now, a coalition of professional counselors and doctors and attorneys and faith-based nonprofits have also signed onto a letter pointing out that the res resolution's inaccuracies and its threats to basic liberty. People should have the freedom to pursue what brings them true happiness and joy. ACR 99 is trying to cut people off from their own pathway to happiness. This is the coalition that's saying that. Now, the letter goes on to provide proof that traditional faiths are not the cause for high suicide rates among those identifying as LGBT. It points out professional organizations agree that same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria are not simply biologically caused. They often change. And contrary to misrepresentations, therapists who are open to a client's goal to change use non-aversive, okay, well-established mainstream practices and... Um, you know, evidence-based treatments for trauma and addictions used by professional therapists worldwide. So this is what they're trying to do, is they're trying to change practices that have been in, in established practices that work. Clergy people, listen, I'm going to tell you guys, there have been people that have come to me and said, listen, pastor, I'm gay. 
you know, and these are people that I know. And, you know, I love them. And listen, I'm not going to cut them off or tell them they can't come to my church or they're not welcome because they absolutely are. It's not that I hate the person. I don't hate any gay or lesbian person. I happen to have friends that are in the gay and lesbian community. So don't get me wrong here. But we have to be able to have the freedom to preach the truth of the word of God. And it can't be uh, censored or we, I mean, gosh, friends, if we're going to have people in the state up there in Sacramento telling me what I can preach on my pulpit, this is 2019. We better wake up. Now, we have a president, thank God, I talked about him earlier in the show, that is pushing for religious liberties and freedom. We have a vice president that is a strong believer in Jesus Christ. Our president has a, an entire uh, group of evangelicals that he meets with uh, that pray for him, that lay hands on him. I mean, can you imagine the, 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 the polar opposite that the Democrats are right now where they're trying to you know, shove this type of thing down our throat? Unbelievable. And this is why I just can't even imagine how the people uh, that are in the pulpits out here, you know, Christian pastors that are speaking against our president, what are you trying to do? Because look at what the other side's pushing for. They're pushing for, you know, partial birth and full birth abortion. Uh, obviously, they're pushing that now they want to control what pastors say in the pulpit. To me, that sounds like Nazi Germany. You know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, Trump is a fascist or Trump is a Nazi. But no, nothing that he does would be anything even close to what we saw from Nazis. Nothing. Nothing even close. In fact, he got uh, awards for being a bridge builder to the African-American community many years ago. People love President Trump, all races, colors, and creeds. He's been somebody that's been uh, completely non-racist. I mean, in, in all of his actions, it was a complete lie that was made up about him that he's racist. Complete lie. And it's a smear campaign. And some people have bought into it. I know a lot of people that have bought into it, actually. They're just buying the propaganda. They're buying the lies. But the truth is, is, is that if a Democrat were to get power, I mean, look what California is doing. Look what's happening here. Uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, Gil Garcetti, he said he took responsibility for the homeless crisis. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's a crisis. And if you look at the Democrat-run cities, look at Chirac. I mean, Chicago, but they call it Chirac because there's so many shootings there every weekend. Crazy what's going on in some of these in some of these places. And why are people fleeing uh, all the liberal strongholds and going to places that are red states? Why are they doing that? Well, they're doing that because the red states have well-run government, at least better run than some of this madness. So we got to push back against this, guys. And if you think that this is a Republican-Democrat battle, I will tell you it's not. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. And that's why we talk about these things, because we stand for the truth of the Word of God in 2019. And we're not going to be uh, ashamed of the gospel of Jesus because it is the power of God to salvation, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. I know. I'm on fire tonight. Sorry, guys. Sometimes you got to get pumped up. So I'm just going to say this. This letter that they uh, they wrote, um, this, 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 this signed letter uh, from the Coalition of Professional Counselors and Doctors and Attorneys and Faith-Based Nonprofits, um, it, it concludes by expressing grave concern uh, that, that Assemblyman Lowe's resolution, like the discriminatory guides he references, privileges sexual gender minorities of so-called progressive values and goals at the expense of those of traditional biblical values, traditional values and goals, okay? Common sense. And it's unconstitutional to strip any person of their First Amendment freedoms. It is inhumane to prohibit individuals from addressing their own personal pain and desire and for them to seek healing 
That's what pastors are for. That's what ministers of the gospel are for. How many people have come to my office over the years? I said it earlier, and I look them in the eye and I say, you know what? I know that you have this pain. I know that you have this feeling. I know that you have this urge, but let me stand with you. Let me walk with you. Let's pray for deliverance, just like I've had to walk through some very difficult deliverance in my life. Let's pray because I know a God that can save you and set you free just like he did for me because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but God but God, because God comes and meets us in our broken place and connects with us through his Holy Spirit that he fills us up with, restores us to a new life. That's what revival is. He gives us a second chance, a rebirth, that we're born again. And we have a new life in Jesus Christ. The old has passed away. The sin is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. We repent and turn from our wicked ways and turn our eyes back to Jesus. And that's what this nation needs to do, friends. That's the key to it all. It's not about a president. It's not about a political party. Those are all just means to an end. But the truth of the matter is, is that this nation needs to repent and turn from its wickedness and turn back to Jesus, our first love. That's how we're going to see revival. And if the pastors in the pulpit would stand for the full gospel, they would stand up there and preach the full gospel and stand for repentance and stand for the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary and push back against this madness that we're seeing, this this reprobate mind that we're, we're being you know pushed. People are literally reprobate minds that are pushing these laws on us. Let's pray for this assemblyman low. Let's pray for him to have an epic encounter with the living God. That's all we can do, friends, but we got to pray and push back against this ridiculous bill that they're trying to pass, this ACR 99, which is the uh, concurrent resolution 99. Friends, let's, let's really be active this year, okay? Maybe you've never been active in in this world maybe you've kind of just been a bystander or you know watch from the sidelines but i really believe this is the time that we get involved this is the time that we go to the town halls and we voice our concern this is the time we rise up church and we become the head and not the tail again we lead and we tell people the truth that is jesus christ and his word which is the same yesterday today and forever thank you for tuning in to today's remnant godcast god bless you and we'll see you tomorrow